welcome to Fika Woohoo! And today, um, Ed and me will. Oh, there are a bunch of kids out there. Yes. <laughs> and today, kids love Fika for life. Yeah, Fika for life. Yes. They like Fika. Uh, um, my name is Lynn Yuren, and my co-host is Edward Thomas. Edward Thomas. And today we have a special topic for you guys. As yes. every other Sunday. Yes, we do. <laughs> Ed, show yeah. tell. Yeah. Some Queen. people some people wrote in and they talked about wanting to, to know about making decisions in their life. And I was like, Oh my god. Don't you just flip a coin? <laughs> no, actually I go to my I go to my horoscope and then I light a candle in front of the voodoo god. <laughs> I thought you you flip a coin or you throw no. a bottle or something. Nah, I mean flip a coin, that's like <gasps> chance. You gotta go to the source. You gotta go to your voodoo doctor, you know, because it's a real live meeting. Well, some people person. actually do that, so don't judge them. Okay. <laughs> hey, if you go to Voodoo Doctor, let me tell you, God is not happy with you, okay? <laughs> that is not cool. This was a joke. It is not advice. <laughs> so how how did you make big decisions <clears throat> in life? Are we like are we talking about well, all a, kinds of decisions? If a black or? cat walks across your path, you know that's a bad decision to make. Oh wow. I saw black cats. Uh, really? Cats. I mean, when I was younger, I was kind of like, "Oh no, it's a black cat!" But now I'm like, "Oh, oh look, it's a black cat." When I was younger, it's like, "It's a black cat. It's going to turn into a witch." <laughs> wow, dude! Yes, I had a really vivid fantasy because I read you those kind of do. books. You still do. You still do. What do you mean? Just okay. because I believe in Santa Claus and um, the Tooth Fairy. When do you think t- making decisions becomes such a big deal? Um, well, okay. So if you make a big deal out of small things, then what happens is they become big things. So sometimes you're making a big deal about decisions that aren't even really a big deal. Like what? Oh, like um, what clothes should I wear today? And then you turn to God and you're like, oh, God, please tell me what clothes I have to wear today. And so you're using God as sort of like, like you're your so oracle. afraid to make like, Exactly. <laughs> like God is like your genie. He's like rubbing the lamp of prayer. And you're like, and God's like, Okay, go around the corner, make a right turn, buy this newspaper, <laughs> read page three. I'm like, oh wow, uh, that's really that's really direct instructions. Yeah, that's I'm like, mm. but people like directness. That's why. And they yeah. But is it because they don't want to take responsibility? Exactly. Okay. So the so what you have to decide is is that is this a a decision where I'm afraid to make a decision about? So my own anxiety about making a decision or making a wrong decision means I have to appeal to a higher power to make the decision for me because it's God's choice, not my choice. I don't have to take responsibility. If it fails, I mean, I was just listening to God. <laughs> and so you have to, um, um, I think you just need to own up, man up, woman up, be a human. Be a human. <laughs> be an adult. But and what about the people that, that say like, oh, I, I have to ask God about that and I want to trust God in everything. I want to give mm-hmm. everything to God. Let no. me pray about that. <laughs> but you know what? I, I bet you that if we could follow a person around uh-huh. and then climb into their mind and see all the mess that's in there and go, oh my gosh, you need to clean this up, um, that you could find that there are places where they're, they're not really being consistent. Mm-hmm. So that, oh, if we say like I'm, I'm trying to decide where I should work at. Um, and so I've been going to school. But the whole time I've been going to school, I haven't really been asking God to guide my footsteps. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, I go to school. I don't go to school and think like, okay, how can I serve God this day? And how do I use my studies to glorify Him? And how do I become a blessing in the class I'm at? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it takes that kind of, um, of attitude mm-hmm. to actually incorporate God so deeply into your life. So as you're making decisions, it's an outgrowth of what you already do. 
and not a special occasion to see God go to the vending machine, click, click. <laughs> now I need help, God, please hear me. Um, so I think it, it takes consistency. If you really want to make decisions in the future, start, start incorporating God into your life today, like in your daily life. You wake up and you pray and when you get on the bus and, and you're starting thinking, okay, if, if God's going to lead and guide me, I need to be open to him. Doing that. And all these things. So what what uh, about like when they're too... I have to swallow. Are, are there too small things? <clears throat> like, oh God, what cereal should I choose? Oh God, uh, please help me. Which time should I get up? This time, what is that? What like, soap should I buy? <laughs> yeah, what soap should I buy? Which soap is more holy? Should I eat an yeah. avocado or a banana? Well, ex exactly. And at some point it starts to sound ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, of course you want God to be part of everything, but... When God put Adam and Eve in, in the garden, and we go back to creation, uh -huh. um, he makes all the animals, and he brings the animals to Adam. And God doesn't say to Adam, you should call this one a dog. He left that decision to Adam. God made the animals. God brought the animals to Adam. But at some point, God allows Adam to use his intelligence and to use his experience to name the animals. And you, and you kind of see that God does this, if you're looking at, like God walks with Moses. Uh-huh. Um, God gives Moses instructions about what he should do and stuff, but Moses also has a free will in that also. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of that kind of combination of things um, where God should be the biggest influence, but it doesn't, it doesn't give you the reason to abdicate your decision-making power. Does that make any sense? Or was that too complicated? If you give us another example, like in real life, maybe it becomes clearer. <laughs> I only go and give you biblical examples because that's where real life is. Everyone should be a Moses. If you don't have a long beard and stutter. you're like, well, he didn't stutter. That was his excuse. Okay. He'd been working with Pharaoh and everything. He was like, oh, God, I, da, 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 I stutter, you know. Maybe it was just modern speaking in tongues. Whoops. <laughs> well, okay. I know that people do that out there. I'm sorry. It's one of my things in life. I don't think that. Languages are repetitive sounds all over, like a baby going ba 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 ba. That is not a language, okay? I'm just <laughs> it's a language of baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a baby language. So maybe there's baby tongues. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> now we're we've gotten off track here, and a lot of people are going to write in and be like, rah, 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 rah. And I'm just like, bring it on, come on, we're okay. Um, <laughs> ah. But, um, <laughs> exactly. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Uh, no, but I mean, if, if you're looking at, we're trying to look at examples of how a person makes decisions in their life. And, and I mean, if you go back to that verse in Proverbs, it says that to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. So that there's a, if you break that verse down, what it says is that, is that there's a, There's an area in my life when I'm making decisions, I'm willing to trust God's influence. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to trust that God can get involved and he can like point his finger in there and he can stir things up. And it's totally okay. I'm not against God's getting involved. It's like there's an open door all the time for God to come and go, ah! switch things around. Switch things around. <laughs> and but when we when we come to God with our with our ideas that are already made, we have a plan and we're just look, looking for God to give his little <laughs> stamp of approval by God Almighty on top of it, <laughs> then that's where the problem comes in. Mm. So I think a lot of times people just haven't really included God enough. Like they really haven't left the door open so wide so that God is really truly affecting everything. You know, that was my mistake when I was young. I thought I thought that God was only concerned about certain areas of my life. <laughs> when I needed help, I'd come to God and ask Him for help about making a decision about something that 
I had already been thinking about and making decisions about without ever asking God. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if I really want to have God as a part of the de- decision-making process, then he needs to be there from the whole the whole journey. I think it's also a faith thing because if you don't trust <coughs> this God, if you don't, mm-hmm. and especially if you don't know this God, who exactly. he is and how he usually has acted in the Bible and in history and says how he is, then obviously you don't want to give anything in your life to God because you don't know what's you going on. You don't know what on. God's going to do. Yeah, you're like, nah. Mm. And it's especially with dating. Mm-hmm. So the reason people don't trust God is because everyone's afraid that God is going to put them together Some with what weirdo. they consider is the most unattractive person in the universe, <laughs> the stinkiest person in the universe, the person who is just like, so you're just like, oh my gosh, I'd rather date a slug. And you're like, but it's God's will and God is trying to teach me a lesson. And he's um teach me a lesson <laughs> it's like why can't we just believe that god is like a good god who when he does things in our life it really is for the best and it's not mm. to punish us no. and then, then the majority of things even when we go through difficulties the difficulties are not the permanent thing the permanency but they are things that form us for the thing that god wants to bless us with later on hmm. Hmm. And, and when it comes to things like jobs and school i mean you know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all the in all of your ways and all of your things. So, how do I incorporate God? How is God a part of my studying? How is God a part of my job? How is God a part of my dating? How is God a part of like when I go to the store and I'm going to buy am I am I going to buy groceries? Is it that? Oh, bless you. Thank you. Lynn, <laughs> Lynn is sick today. I have a cold. So anybody who knows a good cure for the common cold, <laughs> besides grandma's chicken soup with chili peppers and garlic. Oh, wow. Yeah, Very it's really, specific. That's really good. And you'd be like, wow, you'll be fixed up in like <laughs> no time. six hours. You'd be like, whoa, I'm a new woman. Whoa, I got power. <laughs> garlic power. <laughs> um, but, it, but if you look at people who are... Um, looking at that incorporation thing in their in their whole life, you know, how much how much do we really give to God? How much space do we really give God in the things that we're doing? Or, and what I was saying about the going to the store is that the point? Then when I'm when I go to the store, is that the point where I stop being a representative of God's kingdom? Are you I'm saying that we bath- can't have a, an outbreak or or? A rage, a break, a break from God. <laughs> yeah, like get really angry and scream at the. Cashier, or is that what you're saying? Or <laughs> yeah, no. We Christians should rage against the unrighteous. <laughs> when you see an unrighteous person, you go out there, you go, <laughs> and then everyone will be, everyone will know that Christians are crazy, and that they're freaks, and they'll be like, "I'm so glad I'm not a Christian because they're freaks." Um, but what do you mean, like going to the store? Are we talking about picking the tomatoes with the stem or the tomatoes with not a stem? <laughs> no, because if it's with the stem, that's the devil. <laughs> we know that already. Uh, no, but if you go to the store, you know, and you... Um, so I go to the store and I'm always thinking like, um, because I try to make a habit of in the morning time to place my life into God's hands and ask him, um, use me as you see fit. You know, fill me with your insight and wisdom. Open my eyes and my ears so I can hear and I can see. And it's this constant prayer of mine to be totally available available to God everywhere, even if I'm pooping on the toilet. <laughs> like I don't have a special place where now it's just me time. No more God time. God, you just stay away because I'm on the pooper and I got to get it out right now. You know, and God's like, okay, well, it smells so bad. I just want to leave you alone. Come on, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Let's go. You know, because this smells bad in here. Woo, smell like... 
Satan is in here. No, <laughs> it's not like that. It's like I really want to incorporate God into everything in my life. So I don't have any any places, and that's why I mean, it's not to be nasty to talk about the pooping thing, but that's just a demonstration of how far I want to go in my life. That God has influence, and He's and I'm open to Him. Um, because sometimes when I'm sitting on the toilet, sometimes the best sermons I've ever had is because <laughs> I'm sitting there. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I praise God while I'm sitting there, you know, waiting for the juicy one to come out or something. If maybe, I'm in the shower, you know, I can... Maybe at some point you will poop gold. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? <laughs> then we'd have money for our church. I'd be like, I'd be like the goose that laid the golden egg. Big old clump of gold poop. Just like, I was like, oh, wow, that was hard. That was a 24 karat gold. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. And it's just... Um, and, and there's been times like uh, like I was coming home from work last week, and I really felt the spirit of God, and I was the only person standing there <laughs> waiting for the train. I just lifted my hands up and had a holy dance and shouted, <laughs> and I'm sure that somebody was you like, "You know, there's surveillance cameras." <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that people are like going like, "Don't stop the train." <laughs> There's some. There's probably some people in their car going like, "I'm not getting on my car right now." There's a crazy black man out there on the on the right now on the train right there, and he's throwing his hands up talking about John. It's just not sweet. It's just not what we do here. You know? So they were like freaking out, you know. But I was like, I'm getting my praise on right now. I need to praise and worship God. Um, and it, I mean, it, it happens. I can and I can feel the resistance sometimes when you're on a bus or you're tired. And that person comes up. You're just like, oh, no, God. No, no. <laughs> just I know leave I me said, alone. I know I said that. but <laughs> And then you just have to go, not my will, but thy will be done. And then you just. Not in my power, but in yours. Okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I'm most tired, most irritated, that's when God <laughs> pushes me into meetings with people. And you're like. Because I have to, I'm like, God, help me. Praise. Ah, you know, I'm like in a bad mood. Help me. Um, and then maybe that's because I need to. It he's helping me to become dependent more, upon him. Yeah, and more patient. Yeah. And you gotta. He'll, he he puts you to the test so you can yeah. learn perseverance. <laughs> but, but, and, and I know there's like big questions in your life. Like if you're going to get married to someone, how would I know if I should propose? <sighs> um, if I have. Uh, the job I have now and they want to give me a promotion and I have to move blah 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 um, and I know there are really large decisions but I think that for believers at least I think for us the whole thing is that God is always a part of our life yeah wherever so, we go like yeah I feel like it will be alright like whatever like as long as you have Christ just wherever you go it'll be alright like yeah. don't don't think your little human brain has it all figured out. What? We don't? No, because you don't. <laughs> and of no. course, but obviously, it's it's our own self-righteousness and the mm. need of control that exactly. makes this such a big deal. Like, I think we talked about it on Friday's Bible study that mm. we are afraid to trust in God because we are control freaks. We want, we want things under our control, our mm. influence, because we believe that we know it all and we have it exactly. all figured out. And how can a God know more than I do? There you go. How can a God know what is good for me? Wow. <laughs> so, You're getting some deep theological stuff there. Yeah. I'm going to take notes. <laughs> no, you take notes. So, Lin said. Lin said. Well, I, I think it's, yeah. I think when it comes to all decisions, you should always try to make like an informed decision. Mm -hmm. But then in the end... Don't get too wired up on how yeah. it will turn out. 
I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, and there's, I mean, and there's sometimes you're making decisions and you sure already know the answer because it's clear yeah. God's word. <laughs> and you're like, no. Like, <laughs> I remember once I had someone come to me and she's like, and she said, you know, I think God has told me that I need to be involved with a man. I'm like, really? But he's married. I'm like, then God didn't tell you that. <laughs> I'm like, I can tell you 100%. That was Satan. Do not listen to Satan. Turn that channel off, girlfriend, you know. And uh, But I mean, it's, sometimes people ask me like crazy stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, is this a hidden camera somewhere? Can I make a joke about this? Because they can't be serious, you know. Uh, obviously they are. Obviously they are. Or like this person said, you know what? You know, my friends... They want to go out and get high, you know, after school. And I'm not <laughs> sure. Maybe maybe if I get high with them, I can lead them to Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> what? Jesus Satan? No. No. Did no. Jesus ever get... And then he was like saying, pulling this, yeah, but Jesus went out with the sinners and ate with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> so at the church I used to work at, they, the, my old boss, he bought a painting. And the painting is about two people who are sitting there, one is representing Jesus with a joint in his finger and a and an empty glass of alcohol, and his eyes are like half open, and Jesus is leaning against the person. He's like, Jesus is sympathizing with the sinners. I'm like, no, no, Jesus is sitting right there. That's not my Jesus. <laughs> and that picture caused a lot of problems in our church because, well, because that, that's that thing, you know, that, that we're called to live in the world but not of the world. Yeah. And so there is a there is a standard. Hate, hate to say this, people, but there is a Christian standard of life. Yeah. And when you sink below that, you start to make stupid decisions. Yeah. Because, you know, if you let stupid in, then stupid <laughs> becomes part of your life. So <laughs> you have to do something. You have to keep stupid out. You close the door. When stupid comes in, and knocks on the door. Hey, I'm stupid. And you're like, ooh, no, no, go down the street. <laughs> that's the door that's open because this one's closed. Bam, you know. Wow. So how did you make your big life decisions? Let's say... I haven't yet. I'm immature. Huh. No, but actually, that was my question from the beginning. Uh-huh. When do your decisions start to become big ones? Like, for example, my daughter, she's three. Mm. Whatever she chooses, I ask her, do you want to have this book or this book? And she's like, uh, 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 uh. Mm. Five minutes later, this one. Okay, mm. let's take this one. It's not a big deal decision. No. So... Might be for her though. Her mind might be going like, "Which book should I take? Which book will help me to honor God? <laughs> How can I find my destiny and live for Him? Get the anointing. Get the anointing. Mom's got no anointing. I could get some anointing. <laughs> I could slap her in the hand and be like, "Fire!" <laughs> Not making fun of any particular that, denomination. That would be fun if no one would run around and like put hands on people and say, "Fire!" <laughs> and it would be funny if they like all fell out in the spirit and then they were just like and she started prophesying wouldn't it be funny it's like this little baby she's just like you know I just got a message from God for you right now you need to stop sinning you're living like a wow. you know or something like that <laughs> yesterday was singing practicing worship and then she was yeah. singing worship with me she's like rejoice rejoice that's a good thing <laughs> that's fun you should be happy oh my gosh like okay my... you can be in worship just do the rejoicing yeah exactly <laughs> No, I, I think that, uh, so usually decisions that involve other people, mm-hmm. um, decisions that cause some major change in your life. I have to move to another place. Um, I'll have to leave this place I am at to another place. Should I stay in this church or not? This is the church where I became saved, but I feel like I need to get to another church. Or this church got no women. If I was a man, they have no women in this church. So I want to find another church that have a lot of hot women so I can find my <laughs> wife. Woman. You know. <laughs> Hot and 
Well, I mean, like hot, like in the godly sense, uh-huh. filled with the spirit, uh-huh. not just looking at her body. But if you do, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, Edward? <laughs> I think that attraction is God's gift. I think find someone that's attractive. Don't settle for someone who's not attractive. That's wow. another podcast. You're, you're putting the standards way too high. That's why all of the <laughs> Swedish people are like single forever. Like, oh, why? I need to have a husband who is like this and that and this and earns that much money and has no kids and is not divorced really? and has this and that. Dude. Wow. You better take you what you like, can get. You're, you're like 40 now. You're looking for a guy <laughs> who's not divorced, not have children, is reasonably it's well. like in Sweden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a club down the street filled with them. <laughs> They haven't grown up yet, but that's okay. Yeah. Fish in the shallow pond and you'll get a fish. <laughs> or, or maybe a, a snail. <laughs> yeah, I maybe. Know. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, so decision making is like really tough. But um, you know what I also wonder about? Uh-huh. That teenagers nowadays, they get so much anxiety. I think it's also about uh, they haven't learned to make decisions and live with them. Mm. Or they always feel this kind of regret, like, exactly. oh, but what if if I make the wrong decision, then yeah. the world will go down. Oh, I'm yes. like, what if no, I take this job not. and a better job comes up? Or what if I take this job and then Steven Spielberg comes around the corner and says, I want you to be my star in my next movie, but now I have this job and I can't do it. Oh, I lost my chance. Yeah. yeah. I think people get so... That's crazy. So, like, I don't know. They get so crazy about these things. I mean, if not this one, then the next one. Don't worry about it. Wow. They put so much, there was so much pressure on this one little thing. That's how I am every day. Though. Thing, like this one little decision, and then mm. you get all excited and anxious about it to make the wrong decision. Yeah. And I, even if you make that decision, yeah. you're still afraid it was the wrong decision. <laughs> and like, because just get stuck. It, it could be the wrong decision, but since we don't know, we can't make a decision because it might be the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Yeah, it's not like that's the evil circle that goes around, 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 never gets anywhere. Um, and, and maybe for young people, maybe they just need to start making like you learn through your mistakes. Yeah, and it's okay to make mistakes, and it's okay if people laugh at you. So what? You know what? I, you, you can't. This whole idea that that people have to like you, they got to give you a lot of thumbs ups in life. Um, that people have to agree with you. If they don't agree with you, then they don't like you. All these kind of stupid things that people think nowadays. We really <laughs> should like help them. You know, no judgment. No judgment there. <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think that must be my favorite word today. I think I've used stupid. it like 20 times or something. Oh, well, if the shoe fits. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I don't know where that came from. Must be the apples with the stems or the, <laughs> the tomatoes with the stems in them because you know they're evil. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that it's um, um, go out and make mistakes. You know, it, sometimes you just have to. Paul, he wants to go to Asia. He thinks he needs to go to Asia. It's another Bible example because that's I'm a nerd. I'm a Bible nerd. I take Bible examples. And Paul wants to go to Asia and he tries one city and the Holy Spirit says, nah. Don't go there. Doesn't give him any more instructions, though. So he keeps trying again. Nah. Finally, he prays and he goes to sleep and then he gets a vision. And a man from Macedonia, and I hope he had clothes on, stood there <laughs> in front of him and said, hey, pa- come here and help us. And Paul said, oh, no, I know. And then all of a sudden he knew, like he, he got direction mm-hmm. and the direction gave him motivation to know what he was supposed to do. But he had to sort of test his way forward. Mm. And that was Paul. That holy dude. Yeah, no, it's not like it was me. I would have given up after the first time. Like, oh, God, close that door. See you. <laughs> I'm going to the Caribbean. We're going to have barbecue now. 
go back to Antioch. I'd be like, oh, didn't work. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> Got any barbecue here? <laughs> Smells good. So in our, this was like the first part or first introduction, yeah. I guess, to yeah. our topic, making decisions. Yeah, I think we need to talk. Do you think we should talk about this some more? Yeah. Okay, we should do that. Some there are more. so many life decisions that that I think people struggle with. Like, should I get mm. kids? Should I get not? You said about getting married or not, yeah. getting this job or not. I forgot about kids. Like, that's a decision. Like, <laughs> well, nowadays it is. Before it wasn't mm. so much. Before, Before it was like, uh, you get married and then you eventually you get kids if everything is all right. If not, there you go. Okay, so everything is a, is a, is a decision nowadays then. Oof. Most things, and that yeah. maybe that's also why people get so wow. anxious because they're not just things happening, but they're no. always things you got to choose. I you guess. Ro- I guess since they stopped the stork delivery of babies, you know, <laughs> it was much easier when the stork came. You know, you have to decide. <laughs> stork just showed up. It's time for you to have a baby. You're like, you're like, okay. okay. <laughs> Don't even know if storks sound like that. <laughs> well, I guess that um, you guys, if you like this, give us some thumbs up. Give us some comments. And um, you need to definitely tune in in two weeks for the next episode. Oh, yeah. Making decisions in life. Everyone needs to make them, so don't feel bad. Tell your friends, tell your relatives. About Fika for Life. I was going to say, two people in the hospital also, which (laughs) kept me up. Fika for Life. (laughs) (laughs) The hospital. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like go to the hospital and put put up signs, Fika for Life. (laughs) You don't have anything to do here. You're sitting here. Oh, wow. Listen to Fika for Life. It'll cheer you up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It will. It's actually scientific studies that say the Fika <laughs> for Life will improve your health. <laughs> Made up by Edward Thomas and uh, also funded by Edward Thomas. <laughs> Conducted by, by Edward, Edward Thomas, Thomas. Hey, and reviewed by Edward Thomas. Wow. You can't get better than Edward Thomas. <laughs> All right. Well, take care, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again.